The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Before we get to the fun part of this, and and welcome Rams Rewind, sponsored by our friends at Lady Nolans. Go down there tomorrow and celebrate this win. And eat some Cajun food. But before you eat the Cajun food to celebrate some, this win, comfort eat. Because I have to rant about this refereeing and about what this bald stooge on television just said. Gary Parrish, CBS, comes out there and says, that should have been a loose ball foul on VCU at the end. And that was a tough whistle. How about you kiss my grits, pal, you bald schmuck? They got every dadgum call under the sun. They got tons of no calls under the sun. They shot, what are they shooting a second stick and half? Let me see. Let me find this real quick. In the second stick and half, they got, let's see here. They got 25 three throws and VCU got 12. And some of those were at the end when they were fouling. And you got the stinking nerve to go on television and say, oh, well, Davidson got the shaft at the end. Kiss my grits. And I tell you to kiss something else, but we're on a podcast. I'm not going to do it. You got to be kidding me. That was one of the worst, worst officiated games I've ever witnessed in my life. And I have watched, I have watched Maryland go down to Duke and Carolina and get hosed since I was six. They're, they're letting, they're letting Brockovich elbow people in the gut when he's backing in. They're letting Nunn and Baldwin get hit. Curry gets whacked in the head and it's a foul on Vince. Are you serious with this refereeing? And let me tell you something. The only thing I'm going to criticize Mike Rhodes for tonight, the absolute only thing is you have got to stand up for your players. And no, being polite doesn't do it because those three idiots in black and white and most of the idiots in black and white ain't going to pay attention to polite. Yes, you needed to get a technical foul when this was a 13 or 15 point game because this was nonsense tonight. VCU played great and they were fantastic and we are going to celebrate all of that. But there is no way on God's green earth this should have come down to what it came down to. And it, and for once, with a few exceptions, this wasn't you know stupid decisions or bad management or any of that stuff. This was pure and simple down to biased Awful, terrible refereeing. This was a joke from literally minute one. The first foul of the game was some ticky-tack foul. I think it was on Ward or it was Stockard. I can't remember which. But they got, let's see here, they got 33 free throws tonight, and VCU got 18. So I don't want to hear, and if Bob McKillop says something, I would, I'm telling you, Mike Rhodes, I know Mike Rhodes won't do this, but if it's me, I'm going to put the tape in and I'm going to go through every terrible referee mistake and I don't care if I get fined and suspended. 
That is garbage. And yes, Doug Hines, you're right. VCU was 9 out of 18 from the foul line. You can't have it. Ace Baldwin is supposed to, is meant to be a good foul shooter, and he's one for five, and that could have cost us. And, of course, Deloach missing the front end of a one-and-one, one, that could have cost us. I understand all that, but this game should have never come down to that because for 36 minutes, VCU was supreme, they were superb, and they were doing it in the, in the face of a, of, of a refereeing crew that was bound and determined to keep Davidson in the game. Bound and determined. Because remember, at halftime, at halftime, they had more foul shots than VCU. And VCU wasn't making them. And they were calling, let's see what the fouls were at halftime. The fouls at halftime were flipping, um, oh, God bless it. Where are the fouls listed on here? God bless America. I hate the live scoring that Davidson and some of these schools use. It's so bad compared compared to the one VCU uses. It's impossible to find stuff. But we had a bunch of people in foul trouble in the first half. We had a bunch of people in foul trouble. And that's one of the things I'm going to get to is how they responded without Vince Williams on the floor, which that is something that would not have happened earlier in the year. But I'm telling you what, there needs to be a tape of this set to the league offense. I don't know who those three idiots were in black and white on the floor, but I hope they never do a VCU game again because that was garbage. That was nonsense. That was BS. There is no way... You can look at that game and tell me that thing was officiated fairly. That is crap. And I know it's terrible to start this here because there's so many things to praise. And believe me, I will get to it. I promise you I will get to it. But Mike Rhodes, you got to stand up for your players. Those players fought hard tonight and fought their brains out. you got to do the same. And how do you do it? Yes, you, it's, it's coaching and all that. But the main thing is it's telling them refs, this is BS. I'm not having it. And I'm going to be it. And you got to be in their ear from the get go. Because seriously, I, I could not believe what I was witnessing uh, throughout this game. I mean, some of the, some of the, some of the calls in, and the inconsistencies, my God, seriously. I could live with some of it if you called it on one end and you call it on the other. It wasn't happening most of this night. Jump in, Juniper. But you know what? Now that I've gotten that off my system, see, I have no idea, Daniel Carter, because one of the many terrible things about the live scoring here is I cannot figure out who the refs were. And I'll be honest, I'd have to go back in the box. I'd have to go back in the season to see who the refs were in that game. But you know what? Since you asked, anybody that's watching this, if, if, if anybody's watching this and they could look, try to figure out who the refs were tonight, I would appreciate it because I'll be honest, I, I don't know because I wasn't paying attention at the start when they announced them. Also because, okay, the three Wests we had at, in the game at, in, at, at, in Richmond were Chance Moore, Brooks Wells, and Lamar Simpson. So I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, everybody give me a second. I'm going to go back through some of these comments because quite honestly, I wanted to rant first before we could go through all that, because there were so many great things tonight. So many great things. We'll start with what Bruce Stevenson said. First ranked win since beating LSU at home, 2019. Heaven knows the last time we won a rank, we beat a ranked team on the road. Uh, fantastic. Um, Michael Dunn, you're absolutely right about Young Jung Lee. It's funny because you know what? Culturally, 
Korean players, and, I, and I'm only going on soccer, Korean players in soccer are the fairest and most honest players uh, in soccer. But Young Jun Lee was playing for fouls, was throwing his head back, and all that nonsense tonight, and shame on him because he's better than that, or he should be. Uh, give me a second because I'm going through some of these comments because I want to get everything. I want to get all the comments about uh, what happened. And yes, Doug Hines, they made their free throws by and large. We didn't, and that's why this game was close. But let's be honest, there's no way in the world they should have got 33 free throws tonight. Uh, and yes, Carl, I the booster, if, if Mike Rhodes went on a brand against these refs as unlikely as it is, and the boosters played the fine, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on a second, because again, I'm trying to get through all these comments, because uh, there are a lot of uh, great comments in here. Um, yeah, we shot the ball great from three tonight. Uh, I'm trying to see who that was because everybody's not surprisingly commenting a lot, so it keeps resetting on my phone here. But yeah, we we shot the ball three, but here's the key. We shot the ball well from three, but we didn't go insane with it. Like, it was – VCU didn't make a three-pointer in the second half. Didn't make a three-pointer in the second half. But here's, But you know what they didn't do? They didn't go nuts from out there. Seven out of 11 in the first half, so – Past VCU teams would have absolutely fallen in love with it and would have just started chucking, chucking, chucking. They only took three threes in the second half. Only took three threes. So they were 13-20 from inside the arc. Beautiful. That is how you hold on in a game like this uh, when everything's lined up against you. And believe me, anybody who was in the game thread would have seen my comment at halftime. This was eight on five from the get-go. That was Will Curtin, by the way, with that comment. Thank you. Uh, so let's see here. And exactly right, Todd Pierre. And the amazing thing is, they only hit three threes for the whole game. Not a one of them was up against our set half-court defense. Two of them were in transition, and then that one three off the steal and the miss at the, uh, off the steal when we were still kind of disorganized. Um, yeah, J Jaden Nunn, he had, some, he had some issues tonight. The perimeter defense was great. Somebody else... Um, Somebody else, I want to. Somebody made a great comment about Ace Baldwin's defense, and I want to find it. So you're gonna to have to give me a second here, because because somebody made a great comment on what Ace Baldwin did defensively, which was it absolutely part of, of of why they did such a good job. Because here's the thing, Mike Rhodes. Now we're gonna give him some credit. Mike Rhodes's plan on defense was fantastic tonight. No crazy hedges or traps in the backcourt for the most part. Very occasional, very well-timed, and the big key was what they were mainly doing was trying to slow Davidson's advance up the floor to, so that he couldn't get into their set offense. Fabulous tonight. You didn't see what we've seen so many times at the Belk Arena, and that's VCU collapsing on the big guy when it goes into him and leaving some three-point shooter on. Wasn't happening tonight. And yes, that meant Brockovich gave us some work again tonight, that big schmo. He had uh, 23 tonight, and and that's the amazing thing. So Brockovich, they basically said, you know what? If you could beat us with Brockovich, go ahead. Brockovich is 9 for 15. The rest of that team is 10 for 29, and that's Lawyer, Young Jun Lee, Michael Jones. That is some really good players, and they stopped them tonight. None of them guys could get off at all tonight. Because VCU said we are not going to let 
We are not going to let you beat us going and coming, basically. And that's what they did. Jones was three for 11. He hit the two threes again against the half court. He didn't do nothing. He also had two big missed free throws. Uh, Lee, he only takes five shots because I'll give Lee credit in this regard. He ain't going to just jack up a bad shot just to do it. He ain't, he ain't going to do it. But he only takes five shots. He's two of five. Lawyer only takes five shots. Granted, a lot of that, too, is they went, got to the foul line. Uh, Ace did a great job. And I think it was you, Mike Urbanski, that talked about Ace's denying the ball on the perimeter. Ace was fantastic on the defensive end of the floor tonight. Him and the other guards, too. I want to praise all of them. Uh, they were disciplined. They stayed with their man. You know, they're, one of the plays, and I don't want to, I meant to point it out in the doggone um, game thread, and I did it. But one of the plays that was really great was the ball goes into Brockovich. Now, Ace is almost right there. He's off his man. He's right there. He's thinking about trying to go down there and help. But he realizes, hey, Brockovich is going to see me. He's going to whip it out for the open three. So Brockovich scores, but it's not a three. That was great. And I'll get to that, Carl, because if there's another note besides a terrible refereeing, it's that. But I, like I say, I don't want to spend too much time on the negative because they had to overcome everything tonight. They had to overcome absolutely everything tonight um, uh, because it was eight on five the whole game, and Davidson made the big run at him at the end. Uh, but let's let's just talk about these offensive numbers tonight. And and this is this is how you win. 27 field goals made. Uh, well, they, they're only saying 11 assists. I swear they had way more than that. If they only had 11 assists, I'm shocked because they were doing really good on that at the first half. Um, they had seven assists in the first half, I think. Yeah, seven assists in the first half on 14 made field goals. Four, only four assists in the second half. Okay, so all right. They only had 11 assists on 27 made field goals. They only had... Seven turnovers for the game. Seven turnovers for the game. And the other team had 15 turnovers and seven assists. I bet you can bet your bottom dollar right here and now that Davidson won't have double as many turnovers and assists against too many other teams this year. Uh, that's that's how well VCU played on offense. And, and I'll tell you, it, you know, the, the layups was a problem, and that's part of the reason why they missed some layups is that like, let's be honest, Carl, there were times they were getting hit and nothing was being called. It was, it was really a nonsense. Uh, and, and it was very frustrating. So that was part of it. Um, Todd C. A. Pierre mentions the board game. Well, there's two ways to look at that. There is two ways to look at that. One of them is VCU didn't have as many chance for rebounds because they had nine more shots than Davidson, and they also shot over 50%. And it's far easier to get defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds, as you know, uh, but they had a lot more opportunities, uh, Davidson, on that thing. But but it, yes, Carl, the layups was an issue. The layups were an issue, but there were two or three times where our guys got hit. But as I've said before, and I said this on a, somebody else's podcast before the game tonight that I was on, I do wonder if this team... Ken Flippin is practicing finishing through contact because you absolutely have they have to get better at that, especially if they're going to struggle for the foul line they did. And yes, Bruce Stevenson, Mikael Brown Jones, who we've criticized a lot, I mean, made some good defensive plays when he had to get in there with all the foul trouble. Uh, 
for our front court as they attempted to and damn near fouled out our entire front court. Um, but Mikhail Brown Jones, that block, fantastic. And and I mean, my goodness, you know, that's I mean, there are times when he when he kind of loses control of himself. But tonight, I mean, he only played nine minutes. He did a great job. He did a great job tonight. Um, well, and you talk about Hassan Ward. I thought Hassan Ward was playing well, especially in the second half, and he gets in foul trouble. He absolutely gets in foul trouble. Um, and, and yeah, Christian, we just talked about that. Ace's defense, as good as his offensive game is, we're going to get to that in a minute, Ace's defense was was uh, something special tonight. Uh, five steals and all that. Um, but, yeah, Ward, Ward not finishing through contact, but in the second half he was starting to play well, and then they fouled him. They got him into foul trouble. Um, and, yeah, as Todd rightly says, Brockovich is a bad matchup for him because Brockovich is 250 and he's built like a rock. And, look, if the referees are going to just let Brockovich bully people and stick his elbow in somebody's freaking freaking stomach, what do you expect? Although, let's give the refs credit on one thing. They didn't let Brockovich get away with that sticking arm bar at the end there on Vince because that was an arm bar. I mean, and I just, I couldn't believe they called it. I could not believe they didn't, they, I couldn't believe they didn't call, they called it, but they did, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And, 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 and while we're talking about the front court, they all got in foul trouble tonight, but they played well. Uh, Stockard gets 12 points. Is that right? Yeah, 12 points in 17 minutes. It makes four out of five from the foul line. Absolutely huge. He was great tonight. Um, Ward makes a couple foul shots tonight. And again, he was starting to play well when they took him out of the game with fouls. That was frustrating. Um, Deloach had some good defensive plays early. But again, the foul shooting is just ridiculous. Uh, he's got to do better than that on the foul line. And look, it, I, what I hope he understands is, look, there, this hack of Deloach thing is going to become a thing. So whatever you got to do to get that foul percentage, shooting percentage up, do it. Understand that they're insulting you, and you can't let that go by. You just can't. Um, golly Moses. Okay, Ace Baldwin's offensive game. Other than the foul shots, which was terrible, absolutely terrible, six out of nine from the field. The worst shot he took tonight, he banked in. Which was that shot at the end of the at the, at the shot clock? Um, makes both his threes, two boards, two assists, five steals. Fantastic. Yes, Vince Williams. Let's talk about that. Vince Williams. And here's the other thing: Vince Williams gets his third foul with a minute left, and still plays 31 minutes. He doesn't foul out of the game. You know, he gets 16 points, team high, six boards, two assists, a steal, and look. One thing about Vince Williams, he has such a great understanding of driving the ball, when to drive it, where to drive it. He sees that lane, and when he sees it, he hits it hard. Bam. There's no hesitation or anything like that. He is going to the basket, and that's how you get that dunk. Because you know what? Before, I mean, if somebody wanted to slide over, it was too late because Ward... Again, he attacks, and there's no half go. He just goes full tilt at it. Sometimes you can get a charge, and early in his career, he got a charge, but he's so good now, and he's so experienced that he does it, does it, uh, that he does it, you know, he, he, he's able to do that. 
And that was, the, you know, that's the play of the game. That's that's the play that saved them at the end. And and it, until the last four minutes, Mike Urbanski, you're right. Every time they got kind of close and got up, VCU responded. But it's the way Vince Williams plays. Again, veteran, smart leadership. And if you can, and if you can say one thing about keeping calm with the referees, there wasn't really a lot of panic from the VCU players tonight, in spite of everything that went ha- happened. And you know that's awesome from them that that's the case. Um, oh gosh, uh, what else do I want to say here? Uh, it would. I'll tell you what. If, if this thing had gotten to overtime, Jesus, uh, it would have been interesting to see what kind of lineup. I mean, it would have been the small smallest lineup because I think we would have had Brown Jones playing center or Vince playing center. But, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to say about what typically happens with them at the end of games, give them a pass tonight because, again, this, this refereeing crew, again, I've never seen the like of it, and I've been watching basketball a long damn time. And, it w- and honestly, if we'd have lost tonight, th- I might have spent the whole damn show talking about how terrible the refs are. And I might have been rewinding the game all the way back to the start and going line by line at how awful they were. But thankfully, it didn't happen. And it just shows you what this team is capable of. They, they beat Davidson at their own game tonight. They shot better from three. They played precise offense. There, were some, there was a few times when they were taking quick shots, quick shots early in the clock, and I'm like, oh, God, don't do this. Oh, God, don't do this. But I'll tell you what, they were patient on offense. They were working the clock. They played. They played a great game there. And again, it 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 tells you something when Davidson, who's one of the best three point shooting teams in the country, pretty much abandoned it. Pretty much gave it up. They made one three in the second half, and they only took seven of them. So, and, and that's the other thing. I, I'll give Bob McKillop this. They knew they weren't shooting threes worth a darn. And he's not going to sit here and say, well, that's what we do, so we're going to keep doing it. No, they quit doing that. And that's that was key. That was absolutely key for them to get back in it. But man alive, th- this is this is one of the this is arguably the best win of Mike Rhodes' tenure or close. I mean, you could say Texas on the road, and I wouldn't and I could understand it. You could talk about, you know, beating LSU at home when they were ranked, sure. But seriously, they had they played an absolutely fabulous game for 35 minutes, and then when everything went against them and they could have gone absolutely sideways, they had just enough composure to win it, and that's terrific. And it, and it's down a lot of that's down to Vince Williams, but everybody deserves their flowers tonight. You know, Keyshawn Curry makes all four of his shots. You know, he made a lot of good decisions: three assists, one turnover. A lot of great decisions from Curry. And again, a lot of great defense. A lot of great defense. Somebody else said it. Lawyer doesn't make a three tonight. Only takes one of them. That's that's Curry. That's Baldwin. Uh, shoot. And, and, and you know what was really great? Late in the game, you had Vince Williams on Young Jung Lee. And he wasn't getting, he was not getting the look at all. He was getting nothing. <laughs> and it's just amazing. I... I can't imagine McKillop drew it up that Brockovich was going to take the three at the end of that game because as hot as Brockovich was, that was his only three-point attempt. 
Um, and Bruce Stevenson answers uh, Michael's question, and it's absolutely right. This is a huge thing. This is not just beating a ranked team on the road. This is a no doubt about a quad one win. This will be a quad one win. No question about it. It puts VCU kind of back on the map. I think I think the bracketologists are going to notice this because Davidson's been the AQ, and they haven't just been the AQ. They've been getting seated in the 8-9 game, so they're well in the field. And if they were to somehow fall into the at-large pool, unless they really collapse, they're going to be in the field by some distance. They're not going to be anywhere near, you know, last four buys or any or last four in and anything like that. And yeah, two and two in quad one. And if we cross our fingers and flipping toes, maybe Vanderbilt will get to the top 75 and we'll get a third one. Uh, I hope that uh, Williams' duck makes it because it would want us the game. But I will say this. Somebody said it in the game thread, and I forgot who, but whoever you were, you're absolutely right. One other minor complaint. These freaking lob passes. Enough. Enough with the lob pass. Make the good play, not the great play. Make the good play, not the great play. That is how you win games. If they had lost, we would have been talking about that too because a couple times when they had breaks out, Okay, Doug Hines, uh, you were the one that, yes, that's right, you were the one that said that. Thank you, Doug Hines. Don't go for the highlight real play. As, as Mike Rhodes rightly says it is true, don't be trying to hit home runs, try to hit singles. Try to hit singles. And Doug Hines rightly points out, Lee and Lawyer, they get 25 points on three field goals. Yeah, they were three for 10 from the field and 18 of 18 from the foul line. I mean, some of these fouls. Oh, God, I hate to go back to it. But some of these fouls, the guy's just playing defense. He's being bumped into. Woo! Foul on Baldwin. Foul on Williams. Uh, I mean, and if they were calling it the other, well, that's the other thing. If they were calling it the other end the same way, this game would take three hours and 10 people would have fouled out. But my God, you know, seriously, some of these fouls, uh, I mean, it, it's like, it is absolutely like when I would watch Maryland as a kid play at Duke. And you'd get to the under 12 of the first half and Duke would be in the bonus already. And I'd be like screaming and yelling and wanting to pull hairs out of my 10-year-old head. Honest to goodness. You know, I, I can remember games down there where Gary Williams got tossed in the first half. And, and it's just like, golly Moses. Yeah, two, Doug Hines points out two and a half hour game. It didn't go into OT. I mean, I mean, there's just there's just no reason to call that many fouls. I'm sorry, there just isn't. They called 26 damn fouls on VCU. They called 18 on Davidson. Ugh, ugh, crime in Italy. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. But so what? So what? Because you know what? VCU, for most of this game, they were intelligent. They were, they, were, they, were, they were poised. With the exception of a few minutes at the end, they were poised. They didn't fall in the trap. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't let Davidson get what they wanted. They stayed true to themselves. And that performance... Can, is the kind of performance that if they replicate it, they, there's no telling what they could do. There's no telling what they could do. I mean, this is, this is 
the 13th best offense in the country in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Pomeroy, up against the number three defense. They shot 43% from the field in the game. They only had 19 field goals, and they only had seven assists on 19 field goals. So it was all, it was all individuals in the course of fouls. Uh, Christian Ferres has a wonderful news bulletin for us. This just in after grueling 10-hour surgery, doctors have successfully removed the refs from McKillop's ass. Very good, Christian Ferres. Very, very, very good. Very good. Uh, so look, that's what you're that's what we're up. That was what we were up against. A great offense. Three for 14 from the three-point line. That's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, and they barely made over 20%. It was all the foul line. They won the foul line by 18 points. They got 15 more free throws. But VCU, and that's the other thing. This 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 video could have been titled in the in the in the uh, group, but VCU, because it was but VCU, but VCU found a way. And that's the other thing we've been complaining about. How many times have they got in this situation for a huge win, and they have found a way not to win? Well, tonight, they found a way to win. They found a way to win. Daniel Carter, if you missed it, when this video posts, go back to the start of it because I reamed reamed that no good bald stooge, Gary Parrish, for saying that. Uh, He can kiss my entire ass, that guy, because that is BS. That was never a foul in a million years. And that's the other thing, you know, Jason Hutto mentions about St. Bonaventure. Um, St. Bonaventure lost tonight. So I think, I think this, well, actually, I don't know if it puts VCU in a second because George Mason's three and one. So actually, they might be in second now. But the point is, get to split with Davidson. Huge. Means Davidson doesn't necessarily win the tiebreaker with us. Only one game back of Davidson in the lost column. Uh, yeah, you know who it was, Bruce Stevenson? Renee Montgomery said, if you're relying on a call like that, you didn't deserve to win the game. So, Renee Montgomery, love you. Love Renee Montgomery for saying that. Love it. Because she was right, and Gary Parrish and that other schmo, Rothstein, they were wrong. That was garb. That was that would have been just, oh, if they'd have called that foul, it might have been an hour before I was on here because I would have needed, I might have gone through the ceiling. You might have seen me blast. You might have seen somebody blasting off in Sarasota, Florida. It would have been me if they'd have called a foul at the end. <sighs> All right. So this is a huge win. This was fantastic. Hopefully, we'll never see these ga- these refs again. And the next game is bleeping Richmond Saturday afternoon, which sadly I will be working, which is not going to be good for my health if I'm working Saturday and have to listen to this, have to go through that game. Um, mm. can't really afford a letdown because you're playing your rival. So there, there. This is a real test. You've got to find the energy, having just won a massive game, and you know, you know that on the bus back to Richmond, they are going to be celebrating. Some of them guys are going to be so tired they might fall asleep, but that bus is going to be rocking. The music's going to be playing, or they'll have a movie on to watch, or whatever. They're going to be celebrating because that is a win worth celebrating. But they have got to find it within themselves to enjoy this win tonight 
and tomorrow and get it out of their system and woe it back up because as great as this win is, it is not going to mean nearly as much if they don't stick it to them stinking spiders. We all know what that game means to all of us. We got to go in there and win because let's be honest, and what I'm about to say, every I think a lot of VCU fans are going to feel the same way. There are a few gyms where when I hear a VCU channel on the road, it is it will literally make me almost float off the ground. One of those places is the Robin Center. When I hear VCU, VCU, VCU in the Robin Center, it doesn't get much better than that for me, folks. That's one of those, that's one of those places when I hear that chant, I just I I almost elevate. I almost elevate in the air because it's just makes me feel that good. And I want to hear that at the end of the game tonight. I, I mean, on Saturday, I want to hear that at the end of the game. Uh, and I don't want to be talking about having won this game that we turn around and, 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 and spent what we've earned here. Because again, this is, this is, this has been the gauntlet. This is the way it's set up because of the rescheduled games and all that. This has been tough. Davidson, St. Joe's, Davidson, Richmond, Dayton. And win these next two, and then you can get real serious about doing something in this conference, doing something massive in this conference. Um, so this was a – this is – again, my hope is this, this win ignites a huge run out of VCU, and it certainly can because they can look at themselves and say, that team – that we just played twice in a week. Before tonight, they had the second longest win streak in the country. They'd won 15 in a row, and VCU really should have beat them twice. VCU had them down at the under four, had them down, had them, had them basically beaten twice, and they let Davidson wriggle off the hook the first time, and this time they got the job done. That's the best team in this conference, without a question. And that should tell you, we can roll through here. We can roll through and start whooping some teams. And we can do something in March if we can get there. But we got to get there. So, unless something weird happens or I can get my shifts switched or whatever, and I'm going to look into that tonight, see if anybody needs a shift picked up so I can trade Saturday for them. It won't be a live video in here, unfortunately. It won't be. I, I hate to say it. Uh, but there will be a podcast the next day dropping. Uh, so that's the plan there. I'll be listening to the game, and then I'm going to rewatch it like I normally do. Oh, mercy. What a performance. Again, say what you want about nearly blowing the lead. Say what you want about the foul shooting because it wasn't good. All that's true. I accept all of it. But understand this. They found a way to win tonight, and that's what we've been crying out for for several years now. Don't find a way to lose these big games. Find a way to win it. And they did that. And they are to be commended, every stinking one of them. Because if you're not a, if you don't have the if you don't have it in you, if you're just fool if you're just kind of fooling everybody and you're not that good, then you do lose tonight. If you're if you're a team that's gonna be in the NIT or the CBI or one of them other tournaments, then you do lose tonight. If you got championship stuff, that's where you showed it. And they showed it. They absolutely showed it. And I and I got nothing but good words for all of them and the coaches too. I don't the only people I don't have good words for are those three morons in the black and white stripes. 
and I, I I will be looking forward to seeing who the box score to seeing the box score on VCU site at some point. Uh, because those three people, maybe they've put it up by now. Nope, they don't have it up yet. Those three people, they need to be named and shamed, and they need to never referee this uh, VCU team again. Uh, because that that was a disgrace tonight, and there's no denying it. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for all the comments in the post-game video here on the VCU Good and Bagley Ugly Group. I really appreciate it. And in the game thread tonight, uh, this is why you got to be part of this group because, you know, it's crazy. We all get mad and lose our minds and whatever, but we're going we're gonna to say how it is, good and bad. We're going to be cheering our team like crazy, and we're going to have a good time, especially when VCU pulls a game out like this. It's party time in our group. So VCU Good and the Bad, the Ugly, uh, like us on Facebook so you can be part of part of the game thread and all that good stuff. Also, Lady Nolans, go down there, get some Cajun food, have some gumbo to celebrate, and whatever dessert there is, order it tomorrow. Order it because there's no better way to celebrate a win like this than have some, have some cake or some ice cream or whatever. Uh, because you got to celebrate a win like this. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, catch you guys uh, sun- Sunday, you know, Sunday for the pod. Uh, and let's stick it to those spiders. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, Join the Facebook group, VCU Basketball Fans, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.